Hello and welcome to another edition of the Solid Rock Minnesota podcast, a place to swing by for a brief moment for some stories or news and things to ponder. It's a place to take a small pause from your busy life. So grab yourself some coffee or a mug of tea or a pop, as we like to call it here in the North Country, and kick back for a moment. Take a breather. Last weekend, an old friend of mine stopped up for a long overdue visit. It had been over a year since we had last seen one another. The time lapse had nothing to do with the COVID pandemic and the lockdowns and isolation we've been going through the past 10 months. But it did have everything to do with our daily lives being busy and time making its incredibly fast, fleeting moments. Our last time together was at her sister's cabin further up north from us, and that was about a year and a half ago. It had been a pre-planned event to meet up with her sisters and all of our spouses. It was a great day of pontoon rides and soaking up the warm sun and eating and laughing with all of them. When everyone else was busy chatting and looking at the cabin, my friend and I headed down to the dock and hopped on the paddle boat. We paddled out to the middle of the lake and just floated along towards the eventual shore. It was our chance to get away from everyone and have that visit that only the two of us could have and be meaningful. It was a chance to reminisce with each other about our wild teenage years and how we met. And out there on the lake where no one could hear us laughing so hard, we were creating an echo We were reminded of the crazy teenage years, and we laughed over all the things that got us in trouble when we were in high school. Four years of an all-girls Catholic high school had given us so many stories and events to laugh at. I reminded her of how on graduation night our principal, Sister Mary Eileen, handed me my diploma. She shook my hand, and then she whispered into my ear, Saints be praised, we made it. After high school, my friend and I applied for a job at the Minnesota State Fair as ticket takers at the entrance gate. We were the very first females to be hired into that position. It was 1976, and the State Fair had always been, and at that time was still, the good old boys club. When we showed up that first morning at 5.30, we were met by most of the male crew giving us the stink eye. We were told to go stand on the sidewalks and take tickets from the pedestrians walking in. We realized within minutes of taking the sidewalk that we were given the worst possible job available. Literally, thousands of people walked by us, throwing tickets our way in a pretty unorderly fashion. There was no method to the sidewalk madness, and that day, I'm certain many people got into the fair without handing us their tickets. They'd be able to use them again or give them away, or if they were smart, they'd scalp them for a cheaper price outside the gates and hope not to get caught. Eventually, when the rest of the crew realized we were okay, we got to work in the car lanes with the rest of them, which was quite a bit easier and way more fun. We got to hop on the tour buses of the grandstand performers and let them into the fair. Imagine the excitement when Willie Nelson's bus pulled into our gate. Although he wasn't on the bus, it was just way cool to see it. There were cases and cases of beer and also the faint smell of pot, so Pretty sure Willie had been on there recently. That first year out at the State Fair, once we proved ourselves okay to work with, we got the title of the Tootsie Sisters by our boss. And that name stuck with us for the next 20 plus years. We worked side by side for those two weeks at the great Minnesota get-together. Everyone knew us as the Tootsie Sisters. 
Time moved on, and sometimes the state fair would be the only time my friend and I would get a chance to see each other. We both were married, and we had jobs uh, the rest of the year that we worked at. We had been in each other's weddings, and we had had kids, and time just moved on and eventually got busy to even work at the state fair. Since this was a time before cell phones and texting and Facebook, we could go a few years without seeing or hearing from each other. Occasionally, we'd meet up for lunch and catch up on life and make that solemn vow to not be so long in getting together. But time kept pushing forward at an incredibly fast pace. Our kids were older and moving out and getting married, and we were becoming grandmas. And then about 10 years ago came the news that her husband had fallen over in the backyard and had had a stroke. Life changed so completely for my friend and her husband at that moment. He suffered some cognitive damage and no longer was able to help her in the ways she was accustomed to. All of a sudden, my friend had to do all the major decision-making and the financial things, and worst of all, at least for her, she had to learn how to cook. She had always let her husband do that, and he was really good at it. We did manage to talk on the phone a few times during his recovery, but her life had just gotten double busy learning her new roles. Over time, we've sent each other texts of encouragement or silly memes, or we'll chat back and forth while at work or on breaks, and sometimes replies have been quick and few and far between, and other times the texts have been lengthy with both of us needing to hear the other's encouragement and take on life. Over the past four or five years, we have grown older, and we've realized that time isn't standing still. We have become more intentional in trying to stay in contact with each other. When we do get a chance to visit, it's a special time for both of us. It's a chance just to stop the craziness of our busy lives and laugh. Laugh at our past and laugh at our spouses and our kids and our grandkids and mostly laugh at ourselves and where our lives have wound up. If someone back in 1976 had told us that we both would be happily married with kids and grandkids, it would have made us laugh really hard in disbelief. As much as my friend has endured over the past decade since her husband's stroke, she will acknowledge the sadness and loss of the man he was and then put on an attitude of gratitude and she'll find even the smallest thing to be grateful for. One of her great accomplishments that she's really proud of is that she was able to buy a complete ready-for-Thanksgiving meal that she didn't have to cook and make her family suffer eating it. She tears up talking about the struggles sometimes, but never once has she had a pity party for herself. She's just that kind of person. She has a strong faith and just knows that these are the cards she's been dealt and carries on with that inner strength that she gets from her faith. Our times together are still filled with fun and lots of laughter that we share in the stories of growing up days and early adult years and even our current lives. We have over the years developed an inner quietness and peace between us that only her and I can understand. That day floating on the paddle boat on the lake, not a ton of words were spoken, but so much was understood between us. I guess that comes from over 45 years of just being real to each other and always being there, even if it wasn't in person. My friend and I have a friendship that has endured much, and even when we don't see each other for years at a time, we always are able to pick up right where we left off. That truly is what I call a sacred friendship. You've been listening to the podcast of Solid Rock, Minnesota. We're honored and happy you've taken the time from your busy day to give us a listen. 
If you've enjoyed spending a few minutes with us, please tell your family and friends to stop by and check us out. Feel free also to leave us a comment here or subscribe to the Solid Rock Minnesota podcast. You can also stop by and visit our website at www.solidrockminnesota.com. Until next time, may you be surrounded with life, laughter, family, and friends, people that truly know you. Many blessings.